Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X dot com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, you might notice things are a little bit different. Uh, There are no two ways about it, fellow conspiracy realists. The world is and has been in a pretty strange place, and we have some dark episodes ahead. No spoilers. But today we thought we would take a moment and uh, be, a, be a little kinder to ourselves and do something a little bit lighter, if not entirely wholesome. Today we're talking about one of the most well-known tropes in the entire world of conspiracy lore, the tinfoil hat. Like so, I got one now. I got a Mohawk-style one, you know. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It's the and, only way to uh, go. It's very fashionable. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, It was absolutely not thrown together last minute for this episode. But (laughs) like everybody knows knows what these things are. We always we always see them so often in the world of fiction. And our question today, which is also something we explore in, in our upcoming book, by the way, is what's the deal? How did this become a thing? Why is it stuck around for so long? And perhaps most importantly, does wearing one of these actually 
do anything other than make the wearer look a little bit loony? To answer these questions, I think we have to start with the stereotype. So here are the facts. Not too long ago, we mentioned a group of protesters up in Canada who were, or at least the rumor was on social media, that they were using tinfoil hats to prevent some attacks by the local government there. Uh, hopefully you remember this. If not, you can search back through the listener mail and find it. Or maybe it was a strange news. Who knows? Uh, but it's something that continues today. And uh, some people, I think, were probably sincerely wearing tinfoil hats in an attempt to block some kind of signals entering their head. But I do know for a fact that others were doing it as a joke. <laughs> uh, it's almost it is. It's like a trope. It's a fictional device, right? Was uh, we were just talking about the song Weird Al made? Uh, yes, foil. <laughs> so many uses for the stuff. I mean, you can wrap your sandwich in it. You can uh, fashion a uh, uh, an improvisational um, pipe out of it. I don't know if anybody mm. ever did that in their teenage years. You know, no I always just reheat pizza with it. <laughs> you mean in the oven? Yes. <laughs> you yeah. reheat your pizza in the oven. That is very posh. That's the way. Yeah, to go, is that man. posh? pretty posh man usually you just people just microwave it no 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 no. look look i'm gonna dispel this the best way to reheat pizza is if you've got a pan on top of the oven then you reheat it that way but i put it inside my convection oven and i wrap my crust Uh, in tin foil i also coat my pan in tin foil and uh it really does give you that crispy delicious cheese that you're looking for (laughs) that's the issue yeah it's posh I love it. Well, that's that's the issue. Like, it's it's really uh, are you a question of are you willing to spend a couple extra minutes to get the crispness? I'm mm-hmm. I'm sensitive to the texture, right, for the pizza, but but also there was a study that showed the uh, the science, the chemistry behind why old pizza tastes better. Like, why you can eat cold pizza for breakfast? It's it's something to do with the uh, the cheese and the tomato sauce sitting together in that environment. Uh, anyway, that may be <laughs> they sort of another. Episode. They sort of become one thing, mm-hmm. you know. At that point, mm-hmm. they're not like separate entities anymore. And I think there's something about the acidity of the tomato sauce, but we'll have to check in with our pals over at Savor for that one because I bet they know. As a matter of fact, I've become so lazy with some food questions that I just text Annie and Lauren at times and ask them to explain something about food to me, even though all three of us know that I have access to the internet. Uh, so, <laughs> Lauren, Annie, if you're hearing that, sorry and thank you. Uh, yeah, we we see people who wear tinfoil hats, but overwhelmingly now, like you were pointing out, Matt, they're going to be tropes in fiction. You're not going to see them out in the wild. Uh, it's, it's sort of a visual shorthand for writers or directors or actors to indicate the person wearing this peculiar cap is themselves a little bit peculiar. It's the mark of the capital C, capital T conspiracy theorist, maybe a really crazy prepper survivalist, or maybe a hypochondriac, or maybe someone suffering from deep, deep paranoia. And what's funny is these characters, like just as we said this, I'm sure a lot of us listening today immediately pictured something from like Futurama or The Simpsons or The X-Files, etc., The funny thing about these characters is in a lot of shows, they're not 
always wrong. They may, in fact, have some insight about some part of the plot or whatever the MacGuffin is or some piece of the story, but that true useful knowledge is a grain of cognitive sand amid this huge mass of unrelated, unproven, and at times contradictory beliefs. Uh, Like, we got uh, the three of us have been in the past compared to the lone gunman of X-Files fame, and... They also, I I think they have a couple of tinfoil hat moments. Uh, Maybe the most famous is going to be, in the world of fiction right now, is going to be Better Call Saul, which we can talk about in a lot. Yeah, I've just started rewatching that in preparation for the new season. I think it's uh, better than Breaking Bad. Mm. I really enjoy it. Whoa. I'm on season five. Is that the new one, or is it six? That's the no, new no, one. No, the new one's not out yet, but the uh, the season five is the, the most recent one, and the new one is supposed to be the last one. Yeah, so oh. season five just hit Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that's I just started watching it because it said new episodes, and I was like, yes. Yes, Bob Odenkirk. Let's hang. He's got a book coming out called Comedy, 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 Drama. <laughs> like that, I think. It's such a great uh, all-encapsulating title for his book. He's a brilliant writer, uh, and he actually, I think it's him who wrote a book on humor that is is a serious book. It's it's how to be funny, and it's quite effective. I think that's Bob Odenkirk. I'll check later. But uh, so the logic for these characters and their sartorial preferences, it all hinges on the idea of electromagnetic waves and radiation. And we did talk about this a little bit in the past, but basically – To stop radiation, you need a material that shorts both electric fields and magnetic fields. So in terms of stymieing electric fields, almost any old metal can do an okay job because metal conducts electricity. And despite the name, of course, tinfoil is often most often made of aluminum. And aluminum's a good conductor, but to short a magnetic field, you also need a ferromagnetic metal. So that's your iron, your nickel, your cobalt. Iron, you know, is not often used these days. Iron is heavy. It's got some other things going against it, one of which would be rust. But so the best choice- That's the old Faraday cage thing. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly, just so. So what you- would look at in terms of the best choice would probably be something like steel, an alloy of carbon, iron, tiny amounts of other components. Like if you ever have cracked open uh, just a video recorder back in the day, uh, you look inside, you can see there may be a, a chassis that is constructed of aluminum, but there's a small box behind the coax connector, which is made of steel. And that is to shield things from radiation. That's the logic, at least. There's some MacGyverness about it. There's something, you know, uh, improvisational and even inspiring about the idea of someone saying, I'm going to make my own protection. Well, it's to shield it from like magnetism as well, right? So it doesn't get erased mm-hmm. accidentally. And mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, like the little kind of cape they put over you at the dentist or the doctor when you're getting an x ray is made of lead, and that stops. Those those that particular type of radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it mitigates the exposure level, and you know when you think of like a tinfoil hat, it's weird to do this episode while I'm actually wearing one. But anyway, <laughs> may, may, to the bed, man. Well, are you, you experiencing anything? Are any waves not entering your head that normally would be? Do you feel different? Who's to say? 
<laughs> I feel slightly less mad. Um, so I gotta get, I gotta get this off cause we have more stuff to do, but, uh, you know, it's like, you know, what it reminds me of in the spirit of it, putting aside the science for just a second, it reminds me of how in guerrilla warfare and in violent protest in oppressive regimes, people improvise their own sort of devices, whether those are weapons or whether they're improvised gas mask created with, you know, household objects. Uh, you can see versions of this, by the way, in video games like Far Cry 6. That has, uh, I think, a, a lot of improvised material. Or Is it like a, like a coffee stuff. can filled with uh, um, charcoal or something like that? Wouldn't that be one way There's of stuff doing Stuff like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, and and so we know that this is this somehow in the modern age the idea of a tinfoil hat became a universally recognized symbol, right? You would show a person a picture of someone wearing a tinfoil hat and even if they come from vastly different cultures, they would probably immediately associated with the same things. And that's because this is a surprisingly old, old idea. It's not something that came about with the wave of UFO sightings in the 1960s. Uh, this image of the paranoid loner who puts on the tinfoil cone and they hide away from the all-seeing eye of mass surveillance, it's been around for almost a century. Tinfoil was invented in 1903 or so, and not very much long after, the idea of wearing it as a hat showed up in fiction. And there's a we know this, or at least we learned this, uh, because of a great article by Roizen Kybird, Roizen Kibbard over at Vice. Yeah, he traces it back to 1927 when um, Aldous Huxley's half-brother Julian uh, wrote a story called The Tissue Culture King. And that story revolves around a scientist named Haskam who kind of dabbles in mind control technology uh, and eventually realizes that putting on a hat made of foil will block uh, telepathic signals from entering his, uh, his, his mind. Uh, but it'll also block them from escaping and getting out. What is he doing? Stunting himself and his own telepathic abilities? I'm just kidding. I don't know. But is it does the, feel like if the, you're the trailer. <laughs> no, I just feel like if you're blocking things from getting in, aren't you blocking things from getting out too, man? <laughs> no? Point, man. no, I don't know. No, I, yeah, but uh, to, who cares? <laughs> like like uh, my cell phone isn't sending or receiving anything right now, you know, because we. Oh, wait, no, we just debunked that, didn't we? Never well, mind. Well, dare to dream, right? It's it's strange because this we can trace where this first appears in fiction. And in the kind of story that you're describing here, Noel, uh, we see that this would be really cool science fiction for its time. The idea stuck around in the modern day. You know, we mentioned Better Call Saul, and in Better Call Saul, the protagonist's older brother is a brilliant lawyer who, as he got on in years, began to believe that he suffered from electromagnetic hypersensitivity, EHS. Uh, and so a lot of the early, this isn't really a spoiler, uh, but a lot of the early seasons and episodes have this running plot where this guy who is 
again, a brilliant legal mind, has, has become increasingly isolated from the modern world because he feels that he cannot be around most modern technology. And when he has to go outside or when he has to expose himself to these waves that he feels have damaging health effects, he always hides beneath those emergency foil blankets, the kind of things you'd see in a survival kit, the kind you should definitely have in your car if you're on a road trip. Excellent portrayal by uh, Michael McKean, who you'll know from like uh, all the Christopher Guest movies and the Spinal Tap and, and all that stuff. He's just fantastic. It's it, it's simultaneously funny. He's kind of an ass, but it's also heartbreaking because he is going through this stuff and he fully is experiencing it. But it's one of these things we've talked about in the past that science doesn't exactly acknowledge as being real. Mm, yes, and we're we're diving into that later in this episode too. It's uh, it's an ongoing conversation, right? Uh, these characters, again in fiction, are often played for laughs, right? Uh, as though they are foolish in their paranoia. But you have to wonder how those so-called kooks of yesteryear would feel about the average person's online social media life today. You know, maybe they weren't, maybe they were wrong about a lot of stuff, but maybe they weren't wrong about everything, especially when it comes to surveillance. So you have to wonder, though, why this image has such staying power, 1927 to 2022. Well, could it be that it's just a a shortcut for some sometimes lazy writing, or could it be something else? Could it actually work? We'll pause for a word from our sponsor and figure this out together. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. 
With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Here's where it gets crazy. Uh, all right, this might not be the answer every, everyone was expecting, but uh, yeah, aluminum does, in fact, to a degree, block some blocks and frequencies. It's just not near as effective as some folks would like to believe. Like, there's the uh, experiment you can do at home to get a sense of this. Take a sheet of aluminum foil, lay it out on a flat surface, take your smartphone or your burner, wrap your wrap the phone in foil. <laughs> okay, Matt's doing it. <laughs> this is the tutorial part of the podcast. This is like, yes. okay, I'm with you. Step step what? Step one, three. Okay, now, okay. now wrap the phone. Okay. All right, and then uh, tell us when you got it wrapped up. Okay, wrapped up. Nice and tight. Snug as a button. Looks oh, like wow. a candy bar. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a golden ticket up in that? Yeah. yeah. So. Dude, you could get that seasonal job wrapping gifts at, at department stores. That was a very neat job. Mm. Okay. So true believers will tell you that this has created a Faraday cage, that this has blocked the entirety of that signal. However, we can try this right now. All that needs to happen is one of us needs to try to call Matt. Oh, yeah. Call me. Somebody right. call me or text yeah, me or something. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, so I'll I can feel be part it. of the oh, bit wait. here. Oh, wait. This, I, need to turn on, I need to turn on so we can hear. <sighs> okay. Maybe it'll ring. Let's see. <gasps> it went straight what? to voicemail. My phone is on. <laughs> Zero, eight, six, Whoa. I think it works. Whoa. Oh, that was, snap. Okay. This is why it was I didn't important for it. us to do this. Yeah, I thought it would I thought it would disrupt the signal, right? It would yeah. interfere with it, but I didn't know one sheet alone could do the trick. I thought you would need a lot more foil to shut it down. Well, that was one sheet. Okay, wait, hold on, wait. We gotta do control. Call one more time. I'm unwrapping my phone. Just really yeah, fast to make yeah, sure yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. just weird. I'm sorry to waste so much time. No, this is the stuff no. dreams are made of. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy dreams. Here we go. Yeah, dude. Wow. Can you hear that? All it's right. ringing. It says yeah. Noel Brown. It wasn't ringing before. It said Noel Brown. It didn't ring. Yeah. All right. That's crazy. It worked. We it didn't ring it. this many times either. It rang like three times and went to voicemail. Wow. Interesting. So what this is this is something we wanted to recreate as an experiment. We hope you guys enjoyed it because as you can tell, we were surprised that this worked so well. 
people try I'm doing this that trick. from now on, by the way, Ben. Like from now on, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> people try this trick in the modern day, though. And one of the most recent infamous examples that I remember, at least, is the story of Ghislaine Maxwell. Remember when she was hiding out before the law came for her and... I, I did check before we recorded today to make sure that she is still alive. Uh, she is for now. Uh, the prosecutors in the Maxwell case noted they, they had this thing that may have gotten lost in the shuffle, but they said when agents started conducting a security sweep of her house, the place she was hiding after she had been apprehended, they noticed that she had a cell phone wrapped in tinfoil on top of a desk and they said it was uh, apparently an effort to evade detection. Forbes, hmm. with some like diplomatic smart, uh, snark, later said, quote, it was not a work of technical genius. <laughs> well, I wonder if it blocks just the radio frequencies that are coming from the cell towers, but it wouldn't block like a Wi-Fi signal, maybe. That's or- a good question. I mean that I'm going to have to cuz I mean test not all waves are created equal, right? Like they're different, yeah. you know, they're different sizes, they're they're different uh levels of um what's the word um penetration, you know, in terms of like the distance they can travel and like a bluetooth signal is still a wireless, you know, bit of radiation, but it's not the same as a wi-fi signal. It has to be in close proximity. Mhm. Well Closer said. proximity. Yeah, they're not all created equal and there's these Radio waves we're talking about now are a form of EMF radiation. That aluminum foil, uh, as we just demonstrated, acts as a barrier. And if you have enough of it, then it could block those waves. There's the other example is just the basic Faraday cage, which we mentioned earlier. Don't let the name cage necessarily fool you. It's any kind of structure that can block these uh, these types of energy. It's usually going to be a wire mesh of a metal, often aluminum. And the idea is it can completely block radio and microwave radiation. So you might be thinking of Oh, uh, references to Faraday cages in fiction like Lost or in oh, somewhere else. Oh, in Fringe, there's a guy who builds mm-hmm. an internal Faraday cage, and it's pretty gross and cyberpunk. Uh, I think but, about it like yeah. chainmail armor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Great example. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It's a kind of armor. Uh, the well, there, there are those dudes that work on, like, high-tension wires, um, you know, really, really high up, and they have to ground themselves, and they wear literally a suit that looks like chainmail armor that is kind of a wearable Faraday cage, if I'm not mistaken, and they have this big pole they use to ground themselves, and they're able to handle the power lines without getting exploded. Amazing. And those guys do make a lot of money, but they are earning every cent of it. You need a particular set of skills. So... The most important factor of any Faraday cage is that a mesh is fine. It'll work as well as a full sheet of metal, but the mesh will be fine as long as there are no holes larger than the shortest wavelength of the radio or the microwaves that are trying to enter that barrier. And you, if you only think of Faraday cages in the world of fiction, you might be surprised to learn that you, odds are you are regularly using a Faraday cage in your everyday life. If you're not, then someone you know most certainly is. Yeah, when you reheat your pizza, not like me, when you throw that thing in the microwave, ugh. Why would you do that? I'm shaming you right now. <laughs> I know, dude. Your pizza shaming me, bro. Your pizza shaming me. 
you and your posh oven reheated crispy edge pizza. <laughs> Absurd. I, I, I'm joking, everybody. I totally read the king of the king of France over here. <laughs> I, I mean, he's yes, a, but <laughs> he's a pizza supremacist. Oh, no. It. Looking no. back, it all makes sense. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I'm I, I'm team oven as well, but I, I I do think that microwaves they're tremendously useful. And whenever you look at that little window, right? Being paranoid myself, I don't like to hang too close to the microwave just in case. Never do you it. Know, never do it. But that little window with that wire mesh on there is part of basically Faraday cage. It's a material that is small enough such that it prevents microwave radiation from zapping you. So what, you know, we all know, speaking of reheating pizza, you should never reheat pizza in the microwave when it's wrapped in tinfoil because that will cause a a minor fire or perhaps explosion. Um, What is it about the the metal that the microwaves interact with that causes uh, these dangerous effects? I'm so glad you asked. So metals are great conductors of electricity, essentially because they have a lot of electrons and those electrons move about freely. And so when microwaves, like in your, in your microwave oven, when microwaves hit metal objects, those microwaves get reflected and they bounce back and forth. And there's not enough material inside the microwave oven to absorb those microwaves that are bouncing back and forth. And so they arc between the metal object and another part of the microwave oven. And anybody who's like accidentally left a spoon, maybe in some cheese dip, mm-hmm. you, you've seen this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it Put a little creates ball of <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There's a How Stuff Works article from back in the day by Marshall Brain himself. What if I put aluminum foil in the microwave and I just had a hilarious misreading? Uh, it says radio waves in this frequency range have an interesting property. Uh, and then it says some things that can absorb them. Uh, it says water, fats, and sugars, but I read fats as farts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, I'm a child. It, well, if you have to choose between the two, it's probably better for you to fart in the microwave instead of putting aluminum foil there. But it's just like what it's just like the question, what do you do when you find yourself lost in the woods? Your first thing is to ask yourself how you got in that situation. And then just fart a and bunch. And then just let it rip. <laughs> you know hey, if I you mean? fart in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it really make a sound? Well, you hear <laughs> or it. Or a Never smell. Mind. Never mind. That's just an irrelevant question because you're there. <laughs> you know what you did, you, you know disgusting you did. creature. And nature knows, too. All the animals in the forest are like, this guy eats beans. Uh, That's so, why that fox <laughs> ran to the White House or the Capitol the building fox, and started biting yeah. everybody. That's <laughs> from He's tired forest farts. Fart. <laughs> He's tired of the fart crime. Uh, had enough. Yeah. So in terms of a basic concept, yes, there is there is science to this. If you're talking about the hat, though, the idea of a tinfoil hat, that science breaks down. The issue comes down to coverage. A tinfoil mm-hmm. hat is only covering a small amount of your body, a very important neighborhood of your body, but a very small part. So unlike a true Faraday cage, this is no longer a closed structure. The hat has a huge opening, and the way this energy works, that opening renders this entire thing much less effective. You would be better off if you had like an aluminum ski mask. Uh, you'd be mm-hmm. even better off if you had a full bodysuit made of aluminum foil or mesh. And guess what? 
I found some you can buy. Just if you're interested, there's a really cool looking one on Amazon. Uh, it looks like it looks like one of those old lava men suits. I swear, you guys, I'm pretty sure this is the exact one that the props people on Better Call Saul used. It looks exactly <laughs> like it. If you click on if you click on the link and you look at it, it's that. Wow. For the low, low price of three hundred twenty two dollars and four cents. You too sold. <laughs> you two can look like you're about to fight in a volcano. Uh, it is for firefighters mainly, I think. Uh, there are entire companies that are dedicated to making this stuff. Like they'll make uh, EM shielding socks, weird looking uh, onesies almost. Uh, Noel, what's that? What, what's the name of that that cool Japanese onesie style? Kigurumi. Like, yeah, yeah. They make they make things that look like foil kigurumi, and you know uh, it's up to you if you want to buy it. Again, you would if you want to protect yourself from some sort of perceived radiation, you will probably need to cover cover your the entirety of your body or make a room that is coated with something protective. These are possible, but they're pretty inconvenient to modern life. So. It sounds like we're poo-pooing the idea. And we kind of are, based on what people believe it's protecting them from. But how can we say the normal hat doesn't work? How can we say this with such certitude? You don't have to take our word for it, fellow conspiracy realists. Instead, you can check out this amazing little study done by some MIT students in 2005. Uh, it's hilarious. It's called On the Effectiveness of Aluminum Foil Helmets, an Empirical Study. Brilliant. Brilliant. You can hear just by the title. It's pretty tongue in cheek, right? I mean, you can just hear it. Um, but it looked at three different versions or models of tinfoil hats to check out whether or not they could send, you know, uh, signals through them. Right. right sorry, Matt, they, these are helmets. These are tinfoil helmets. OK, let's get it straight. That's the title. OK, that's the title. I, I, I just, I love the, that's that's the, the bit of tongue in cheekiness. There is even calling them helmets. You know, I think it's a little silly and goofy. <laughs> Oh, dude. Well, it's pretty awesome because they did have three, like, uh, again, let's just call them models. There's the classical, which, Ben, do you think that's close to yours or do you think that's got, like, the more of the pointed top? I've, yeah, I've I've gone with, again, a more stylish sort of faux hawk uh -huh. uh, because I think it looks aerodynamic, you know? You want yeah, it's very Spartan, kind of, you know? It's almost like a, like a Spartan soldier's helmet. If I had time, I would have tried to make something with a brim. I feel like there's probably a big market for brimmed aluminum hats or maybe a cap, oh, yeah. like a flat cap. Anyway, oh, also yeah. known as the gentleman. That's the <laughs> yeah, model. Yes. So, so they use the classical, which is the gentleman, just a flat surface on covers your head like a like a uh, swimming cap. Then there's the fez, which is it goes up almost like a bucket hat. A little more a cylindrical, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Yeah. Like one of those Shriners hats, you know, mm -hmm. yes. or a chef's hat. Yes. And then there's the Centurion, which is kind of like Ben's, only more elongated up top with a, a fan, basically, on the center line. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a good use of foil. You know what I mean? But at some point, it becomes a matter of aesthetics, right? Uh, so mm -hmm. <laughs> this is, this. to be clear, this study is was made in good spirits. It was made as a joke, and MIT loves this kind of stuff. The, the student body does. But it's also still MIT. 
which means the students did conduct good science. And what they found might be kind of a kick in the pants for anyone seriously considering wearing a tinfoil hat on the regular. They specifically found that, quote, Although on average, all helmets attenuate invasive radio frequencies in either direction, either emanating from an outside source or emanating from the cranium of the subject, certain frequencies are, in fact, greatly amplified around 2.6 gigahertz and 1.2 gigahertz. It's true. Ooh, I'm writing that down. Everyone knows those are the bad frequencies, man. Those are the ones (laughs) that get you. (laughs) I I I don't know that. I I know. I thought it was common knowledge. You must not be reading the same blogs as me. Sorry, Kat. And just to point that out, we're talking about 2.6 gigahertz to 1.2 gigahertz. That's the range that's amplified there with the tinfoil hats. Uh, Just a reminder that the 5G signals that are being talked about a lot, and we mentioned them back when we were discussing altimeters within, or at least the systems like altimeters within the aviation industry here in the United States, the 5G signals we were talking about then were between 3.7 and 3.98 gigahertz. Ah, and this leads to an exciting conclusion from the MIT guys. They said, quote, these amplified frequencies again, 2.6 gigahertz, 1.2 gigahertz, coincide with radio bands reserved for government use according to the Federal Communication Commission, or FCC. Statistical evidence suggests the use of helmets may in fact enhance the government's invasive abilities. We therefore speculate that the government may in fact have started the helmet craze for this reason. So the conspiracy here, at least MIT is... uh, waggishly proposing is that uncle sam started telling people who are already paranoid to wear tinfoil helmets because it made their thoughts easier to read (laughs) something like that it's i i love it i love that idea those are smart guys check out the study it's worth it just to get a picture of the of the hats and the models they worked on you might be screaming at your phone right now saying wait guys if this is all true why are people still buying and selling clothing meant to repel these waves especially if everybody knows that the hats alone don't cut the conspiratorial mustard. Well, the thing is, not everybody is worried about invasive government mind rays or brainwashing. Instead, a lot of people, just like Jimmy's brother in Better Call Saul, are concerned that they have a heightened sensitivity to electromagnetic energy. Again, this is known as electromagnetic hypersensitivity or EHS. Uh, And I suggest that we pause for a word from our sponsor, and then let's dive in to the facts and fiction surrounding EHS, what makes it seem so controversial and even sometimes conspiratorial. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Oh, man. EHS. Do you guys know anybody who feels that they have EHS or high sensitivity to electromagnetic frequencies? You know, Ben, I have never met someone personally who has gone through it, but I know, haven't you guys maybe interacted with some people or at least we found out about a whole group of people that yes. experience EHS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's strange because it's a hugely controversial condition. It's relatively recent in the span of humanity because society continues to industrialize. Wireless technology is becoming an increasingly unavoidable aspect of modern life. And in step with the, the spread or proliferation of wireless technology, we've seen the spread and proliferation in the number of things that can emit some kind of EMF. Uh, but then we've also seen a rise in people who feel that this is somehow damaging to them. I mean, think about it. Look around any place on a given day. You are probably not very far from some sort of wireless device. They make life way easier, but they also come with this speculation about health risk. And it's, it's an international level concern now. So the World Health Organization talks about this, uh, and they have a pretty good summary of what EHS means or what its symptoms are, at least for anybody listening in. If these symptoms sound familiar to you, we'd love to hear your personal take. But here they go. 
They say, uh, the symptoms most commonly experienced include dermatological symptoms, redness, tingling, and burning sensations, as well as neuroasthenic and vegetative symptoms, fatigue, tiredness, uh, concentration difficulties, dizziness, nausea, heart palpitation, and digestive disturbances. They also note, uh, quote, the collection of symptoms is not part of any recognized syndrome. So there's that. Um, and it really is something that kind of the jury is still out in terms of uh, consensus with uh, modern medical communities. They, they, they largely chalk it up to psychosomatic addict insane. <laughs> right. So more a mental condition than a physical ailment. But important to note, it remains an ailment nonetheless. Uh, the The reason that the majority of the medical community today doesn't consider this to be part of any recognized syndrome is due to the research. There have been multiple double-blind studies, and in these double-blind studies, there's been no proven correlation between exposure and symptoms. And you can find, uh, for instance, you can find numerous cases of people who, when told that they are being exposed to EMF, they report these symptoms. But when they are later told they were being misled, then the symptoms kind of go away. Uh, and this, this is, you know, we want to be very respectful here. We want to exercise empathy in these cases. Experts conclude that there may be a nocebo effect at play. But regardless of the actual cause, it's important to acknowledge these people don't think they're just making it up. No, you're right. There are videos of people online right now that you can watch who are expressing the real pain that they experience when they believe they're being bombarded by EMF. And they are being bombarded by EMF like we all are. It's just for some reason they do feel pain for one reason or another when they think they're in that situation. Um, and a lot of people may just dismiss it, but I think that's just – but I, I don't think that's right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's if they're genuinely in pain, if they feel like they're in pain, then cynically making a buck off people in distress is, to say the least, deeply unethical. Uh, the good news is folks who believe they suffer from EHS have found some abatement or mitigation of symptoms through things like cognitive behavioral therapy or in some cases through changing their environment, which lowers their perceived rate of exposure to EMF. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I first learned about the prevalence of this concept in kind of a strange side quest uh, that you had mentioned earlier, Matt, the U.S. National Radio Quiet Zone. It is a really creepy area of the United States. We did an episode on it previously because I think we were all collectively baffled when we encountered it with very little warning and ended up getting lost while filming a, a road rally documentary. Uh, they have really heavily, no, you were there. You remember this. They have really heavily oh, yeah. enforced laws against almost any kind of wireless signal. Transmission. They, they have vans yeah. that like, roam around monitoring for it. <laughs> and, and they'll give you like a ticket. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it what, it's yeah. so easy to find, right? Because it's like there's so few signals that they stick out like a, like a sore thumb. It looks like a ghost town, Electromagnetically too. speaking. Boy, does it Hey, ever. there it is. Yeah. Uh, it has a payphone network. Every place we went to was closed. Uh, we were lost for hours. And 
over the years, this place, has, it, it's a quiet zone because it has a very powerful, ginormous radio telescope. Uh, but over the years, people who believe they are suffering from EHS have moved to this area to avoid exposure. It would be uh, somewhat of a paradise for them. But if you look at the news about Green Bank, uh, West Virginia and nearby towns, you'll see that these new folks do not get along with the locals. Tensions are high. I mean, first, it's a remote area, very few job opportunities. Uh, but then secondly, they're known for raising raising cane in the in the cover in like the local town meetings and stuff. They want all the fluorescent lights gone, etc. Yeah. I believe Werner Herzog did a uh, a mini doc on this community of folks that uh, that suffer from from that that, that believe they suffer from that condition, and they they have like a whole little kind of almost commune kind of vibe. It's very hippie kind of uh, stuff. They're playing bluegrass music and living in the hills, you know, and not using phones. <laughs> right, right. Which you know you don't have to believe you have EHS. You don't have to think you have a medical condition. To acknowledge that could be a really good time. I'm sure everybody at some point has been tired of having a phone around them constantly. Yeah. Well, if you're out there and you can hear this, can I come hang and bring my djembe? Do you guys do drum circles? Everybody does. Matt does know how to slap at a djembe. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we, we would seriously love to hear from people who live in a community like this. We'd love to hear your take. Again, we're... We're not making judgment calls. We're just saying what the current medical consensus is at this point. Uh, There is one last note we need to make. It is absolutely, absolutely true that high levels of electromagnetic radiation can hurt people. It's true that we are inundated with more invisible energy than any previous generation of humanity ever, full stop. So perhaps that's why the idea of the tinfoil hat endures in the modern day. There's just enough science. There's just enough concern to make a lot of us think twice after we laugh at that loon on television. Um, I got to tell you guys, one, one error I realized about this tinfoil hat, it's not a, like a breathable <laughs> substance. I think I'm... I think my hair is probably a mess under this thing. Oh, should we check it out? Uh, I'd rather not. Okay, all right. right. You've got tinfoil hat head. (laughs) Yes, I've got tinfoil hat head, just so. Yeah, yeah, before we wrap it up, I just think it's it's interesting to, uh, this this phenomenon definitely came in this form from fiction. It is very much in line with like the, the image of the 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 madman scrawling on the walls, you know what I mean, like uh, like various ciphers and you know connecting the dots and sort of like the conspiracy red thread board and all of that stuff. It's definitely part and parcel with that kind of iconography, and I think it's super interesting that you were able to trace it back to that Huxley short story because I thought maybe. It was based in reality to some degree, but obviously it is, but not necessarily in that form. It is strange, isn't it? The way that fiction and fact can kind of intermingle back and forth in this odd dance where it becomes increasingly difficult at times to separate one from the other. Still, Hmm. uh, we we know, I I love you bring up this example of other tropes like the madman scrawling on the wall or, of course, the conspiracy wall with the string and everything attached to it. Uh, these, These ideas all come from somewhere. 
And sometimes it's not the fact that informs the fiction, but the fiction that starts to inform the fact. I'm just now I'm just saying fortune cookie things. I'm doing a word salad. Sorry, guys. I think I think the I think the hat's getting to me. Uh, so uh, I seriously would love to I, I think we all would love to hear from someone who uh, feels that they have experienced EHS or from someone who feels that they have successfully blocked some kind of damaging um, damaging energy with a Faraday cage of some sort. And, you know, we didn't even talk about the pain rays. Uh, we didn't even talk about mm. Havana syndrome. You know what I mean? Uh, has anybody at the State Department tried wearing a tinfoil hat? That just sounds silly to say. Thought control rays, psychotronic scanning. Don't mind that. Because I'm protected. Because <laughs> I made this hat. <laughs> Something like that. Sorry, yeah. weird. Sorry, weird. Or Al or whatever. <laughs> Have whatever you go by. <laughs> the Yankster. Uh, yes, yes. So uh, with our shout out to Weird Al himself, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what's on your mind. Have you ever worn a tinfoil hat seriously or known someone who has? Uh, tell us what went down. We try to be easy to find online. That's right. You can find us on the internet, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the handle at Conspiracy Stuff. We're on Instagram at Conspiracy Stuff Show. But wait, there's more. Yes! Order our book. Oh, you can, please, if you want to. If if you're if you have the funds and the interest. Where where, where do the where do the lovely people go to do that thing, Matt? Oh, man, you can go everywhere. There are a bunch of different websites. There's this one called Amazon. Like, you don't have to use that one. You can if you want. You can go to your local bookstore. Tell them you want stuff they don't want you to know. The book, not the British one. The one from us. It says Ben Bolin on it. You'll see it. And yeah, it Matt says, Frederick. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, if you just Google stuff that I want you to know, book, uh, various outlets will come up. Goodreads. Uh, so Barnes & Noble is the top hit. And then there's even a little section over to the right of, of various outlets where you can find it and pre-order it. It's even on Target. Wow. McMillan. guys. It's a book, you guys. Holy it's cow. It's a real, real book. You can pre-order it now. It comes amazing out Amazing illustrations with amazing illustrations by our dear friend and compatriot uh, of the show, um, uh, Admiral Turbo, Nick Benson. Fantastic mural artist here in town uh, in Atlanta, and he has uh, absolutely knocked it out of the park. You can actually see, if you want, you can preview some of the art on our various Instagrams. I just reposted on How Now Noel Brown on Instagram um, one of Nick's kind of uh, detail uh, shots of one of the uh, images that he did for the chapters. And I know, Ben, you've done the same. Yeah, you can head over to at Ben Bullen, B-O-W-L-I-N, on Instagram, uh, where you can get a behind-the-scenes peek at some of the research uh, that I'm doing, some of the various side projects and misadventures uh, I am currently in the midst of, including the exploration of a mysterious subterranean Passage this is a true story that goes far beyond the physical footprint of the, the building I found it in. It is some Cthulhu stuff that you are exploring, my friend, and I fear for your safety and sanity, but I love every minute of it. Good <laughs> Do you guys want to go? Do you guys yes. want to go with yes. me? Yes. Yes. All right, all right, all right, I'll go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the rear. Well, we need somebody to, at the very least, stand, stand guard at the entrance so that we don't get locked in. Um, Maybe we'll do more urban exploration, but yes, yeah, uh, check check that out. You know, we greatly appreciate your support. Uh, it, this is 
really important to us. Uh, it's our first time, first time doing a project like this book, and it uh, it took a lot of effort, and it is specifically for you. Yes, you listening. No, no, not that person standing next to you. You can get them a copy too if you want, but we made this for you. And we hope you enjoy it. If you don't like the social meds and if you, uh, you've got some stuff on your mind, something bouncing around in that tinfoil hat of yours, uh, and you want to tell it to us, we'd love to hear from you. And you don't need the internet to contact us. You can just give us a call, like take the foil off your phone. And then uh, give us a ring. Yeah, it works. Once the foil's off, it works. Call one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Can they or can they not reach us on that number using a landline if they don't want to even get involved in any radiation of any kind? You know, I haven't tested the landline situation. I wonder if any of you have called from a landline. Please call us back and let us know if you have. <laughs> AT&T is still a thing. And I think Verizon and a couple other companies still do it too. Um, when you call, give yourself a cool nickname. Then you've got three minutes. Say whatever you'd like. Let us know if we can use your message, your name, and your voice somewhere within that message and if you've got more to say than can fit in that three minute message why not instead send us a good old fashioned email we are conspiracy at iheartradio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.